Chief Kingdom. It's hey. a beautiful day for football. As I don't know about you, man. But when I lose, I'm always down for my team. Cut it. Every day I wake up, I'm a chief. When I walk out the door, I'm a chief. White, yellow, red hat like a chief. If I had a long day, I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Ask me who I'm going for, who you think? What you tell them? Hey, hey, every day I'm a chief. What up, everybody? This is Yo-Yo and Kevo. We back again for another episode. This episode, we are going to crack down about... With the infamous primetime game with the Broncos. And we're going to give a little preview of what we think was going on with the Jags game. Kev, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. Um, I'm doing good. Just got done running and showering and eating. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm feeling pretty good on this Wednesday evening. So... Let's just get right into it. Uh, we had a it. I said it was going to be the mile high mushroom stamp that did not occur, <laughs> uh, but it was a Monday night thriller. It was a hell of a game. Uh, Chiefs twenty seven, Denver twenty three. Give me your reaction from how that it went for you. I mean. I was hyped. I was a little stressed mm-hmm. because, like we said, usually we can get going. We just put, like, we drop points on these folks, and Denver was a little rough. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, what did I say? Like 49-17 or something like that? And Man, and I aimed high, too. Yeah, and that didn't, it didn't happen, which is fine because we got the dub. Like at the end of the day, the W is all that matters. Um, we saw... But Go ahead. Woo. <laughs> woo. I feel like we did. We survived and that's it. Yeah, and I'm... I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters is, you know, surviving and, and that was... That was a really big test for him for Patrick Mahomes who by the way you know had a rough first half it was a little rough but Mm -hmm. finished with 300 yards a touchdown to the air and a touchdown on the ground and when it was time to put the team on his back he did that and that's really all you can ask for you know that that first half was 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 they looked out of sorts, but we can honestly say that was what the first time in four games where, you know, he was consistently having to get out of the pocket and move. And but he did that yep. though. So at the end of the day, that's all that that's all that matters is that he, he needed to make plays and he did that. So Um listen. Um who one of the people that had like a a lackluster game, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey struggled. Like during that first half, when I say Travis Kelsey literally had oil on his hands, he he, he Travis really he had a rough first half. I think it was six targets, zero catches. He had a couple drops in there. It, it, 
like from the looks of like you can tell you're getting frustrated. You're getting frustrated, and I just think it was more of just like whoa, like that's by far the loudest environment they've been in so far, and by far the best defense they face. So, I mean, I mean, it took them a it took them a half to kind of like whoa, what's going on here, but they made it work. Now, who had a really good game from start to finish, in my opinion, was Kareem Hunt. Yes. Kareem proved that somebody Kareem mm-hmm. proved to us that he is still alive and well and is still an all potential all pro running back. Like he showed up when the fuck he needed to and it was impressive. Somebody on Twitter said that they would trade Kareem Hunt for Earl Thomas when he was healthy because they feel like we have enough running backs and Kareem was a good trade. Do you see why Kareem's not a good trade? He kept us afloat yeah, in that he, game. Yeah, it was – the Chiefs don't win that game if Kareem Hunt doesn't do what he does. Like, if we got the first three games of production that we got from Kareem Hunt, we don't win, we don't win this game. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. Right. Regardless of all the crazy, magical things that Patrick was doing – we don't win that game if Prem Hunt doesn't show the fuck up like he did. He showed up and he showed out, and it was it, it was refreshing to see because it you know it reminded you of last year, you know especially for the first half of last year when he was just coming up with big clutch plays when needed to. You know, he was breaking tackles. He was trucking guys. <laughs> you know he was he looked like Kareem Hunt of last year. Yep. And it, it was it was really good to see. Uh, you know, he had a crucial fourth down conversion. Had that crazy fifty yard run in the first half, or looked like he was going to go out of bounds, but kept it going. Like he showed up and he showed out. And to me, I mean, me personally, because I, I know the Mike asked, you know, game or week four MVPs for me as. Great of a game as Patrick Mahomes had, I think it goes to Kareem Hunt because, like I said, we don't win that game unless Kareem, you know, goes the hell off like he did. He had 175 scrimmage yards. Like, you don't win that game without him. <laughs> so, nope. Um, let's go back to Patrick real quick because we cannot, you know, ignore some of the magical shit he did. Let's first start off with fuck it. Let's just go with what everybody's talking about, that left-handed throw. What was your reaction when you saw that? Listen, <laughs> I paused my mm-hmm. TV and I rewound it because I wanted to make sure I saw what yeah. I saw. Like I didn't I didn't go to Twitter to confirm it. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I got my remote, and I paused live TV to make sure I saw what I saw. Um, I was like, I started jumping up and down. I went into my sister's room. I was screaming. I was jumping on the bed. I was like, did you fucking see that? <laughs> yeah. See, my initial reaction, like when it first happened live, I was just like, oh, that's and I just kind of just shoved it out there. Like, just hell of a play, you know, Von Miller bearing down on him. He, he, he's just kind of just shovel past it 
with his, you know, I thought it was his right hand at first as he was going down. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ESPN hit us with that replay, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, that was his left hand. Like, he had the awareness to switch it right before he was about to get hit and just pushed it. Like, he didn't throw it, he just kind of pushed it. Like, it, like it, it was so cool to see. Like, it was so cool to see. And, like, that just adds to the legend of Patrick Mahomes. Like, like week, week five or week four, this is the fifth game I've ever watching them. And, you know, it's just like every week is something new. <laughs> right. And that's the best part of all this. Um, he had that controversial... Um, with a 34 yard pass to Demetrius Harris, uh, after the clock is zero, but you know, I didn't see zero. You know, she's fanning me, I didn't see zero, so you know, the whiny ass. But like, I was reading, I was reading up on that, and see, somebody said that when the clock hits zero, the officials give them one extra second to get it together. Now that's what I read up on it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I'm gonna believe until it happens to us. Yeah, and I mean, I, <laughs> my whole thing was that because I was just after that game, I, I was ready to get into it. Any Broncos fan, like I, I was talking so much shit, but they're bitching about an Atlanta game, but 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 how? How many misholding calls was it on the on the Broncos, especially on that left tackle? Like they just kept missing him fucking tackle. Uh Justin Houston and D four, like like he got away with so many things. And and I think it was Mark Schler pointed it out on Twitter, his little film review. And hey, get over it. That's just my thing. Get the fuck over it. Man, does does was Chris Jones playing? Yeah, yeah. You know, he he's one of my. I don't know. You know, I'm not a film guy or anything like that. You know, I I, I you know I don't break down film or anything. But like as much talent as we've seen from him, like like he's had some really good flashes. Like beginning of last year, he looked like he was an All Pro defensive end. Mm-hmm. And like we so we know what kind of potential he has, but you just never hear his name called at all. And right. I, I know that you know with it being a three four defense, you know he's not gonna get, you know he he's not gonna, you know hear his name called a lot or anything like that. But I guess from what I saw from the beginning of last year, where you could see him affecting plays, you know I'm wanting that and I just don't see it like and for me you know he's a free agent though when when is he a free agent after next year like he needs he needs to start making some plays and stepping up because like with his personality and everything like he's everything that we need and want here but if this team has Super Bowl aspirations like Chris Jones has to step up. Right. 
it's just like something something because doesn't he get a contract like isn't his contract extension next year or the year after next next year's contract year? him and Tariq are both free agents after next year because yeah, Chris Jones was a second round pick so he only got a four year deal so he needs to you know really start showing the hell out because like we've seen the potential where he can affect the running game and it can affect the passing game but it's not happening right now. I, I don't know how much of it is scheme, but, you know, you need guys that, regardless of the scheme, are, are affecting the game in a positive way. You know, I, I don't like not hearing his name called, you know. And we've heard his name called when it's offside. Like, he's had a lot of offside so far this season. Like, like I want to hear him blowing up plays in the backfield or, you know, you know, Stuff in the run, like things like that, like because he's too talented not to be showing up in a stat sheet like we really want. So that's kind of my thing. Um, since we're, since we're on the defense, uh, let's just talk about the running defense. Uh, it's it wasn't that bad, um, in this game to me because. Kareem was ever able to actually do what we needed or what we knew he could do. It's been really bad in the other the past three games. So I think they stepped it up just a little bit. More okay, I, I was talking about defensively. I guess the run. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I was like, wait. Um, I don't know. In this, oof. I think the running was catching us up. Like, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get this. And then next thing you know, they get a first down. Like, I felt like they did okay, but there was a lot of gaps and holes, and eh, I'll give it a C. I will give it a C because in the second half, when they needed to make a couple of stops, they they got it. Now, in that first half, they were getting absolutely gassed. And because yeah. what both the running backs were, they, they were averaging almost nine yards or almost eight yards. Combined, like that's like, and you could see it like every single time one of them had to hand off in the first half, they weren't getting touched, so they were eight, nine yards down the field. Like, that's front seven. Like, assignments are being missed, gaps are not being filled, and the biggest thing is tackles are not being made. Like, like my biggest issue, because I, I, I said it during the game. When is it fair game to start criticizing Anthony Hitchens? Because he's, yeah. you know, he's a $45 million player making nine, almost $10 million a year. Didn't miss a single tackle last year. And every game, you know, I, I see one or two, like, what the fuck was that, man? Like, and we're not even going to talk about that touchdown that, that word in this, I think it was in the third, maybe it was the fourth quarter. Where old dude just D four did a great job of setting the edge, and he dude still ended up mm-hmm. just breaking tackles, making guys miss, and drug Hitchens to the to the end zone. That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was really bad. And if we're being completely honest here, if I don't know why Denver went away from the running game in the second half, because. 
I saw nothing from us that suggested that, you know, we would have been able to stop them. You, you, you yeah. keep running the ball, you keep Mahomes off the field, and they probably win. If they stuck to the running game again in the first half, they probably win that game. Yeah, we're gonna have to fix that. Yeah, like they they have to fix the running game. Like this is, I mean, the defense is what it is, and, and you know we can keep bitching about it all we want to. But one of the the one thing that they can't control, because you know we can't control how talented guys are on defense, because it is what it is at this point. But what they can't control is tackling. You could, I mean, you know, every now and then getting juked is, you know, that's one thing. But but tackling, like, like, come on, dude, like we're tackling here. Like we shouldn't be missing all these tackles. Like this is ridiculous. Like it just reminds me of those. Chiefs teams of the early 2000s where just could not tackle for shit. And it's just it's frustrating because they told me that it was only Marcus Peters that wasn't tackling, but however it looked like a little bit of everybody. It just looked like they were standing around or they were hoping that like the person just kind of ran into them and stopped them. Like that's the simplest thing they can do. Like, how much better would things look if they could tackle? Like, you know, every like every now and then, some somebody's gonna break your ankles or put you on skates. Like that shit happens. But mm-hmm. this, ugh, it, it's it's honestly putrid, and this it's really fucking irritating. So. Okay, so I post I put a question out on Twitter and I hate everybody's response because it was just a question. I just asked a question. This is just a question, everyone. Just a question. I said if 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 the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs, if they did not, will we be mad or will we be looking at Veach questionable? Because he never fixed the defense when he had an opportunity to do so. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Like, because we've we've seen like we saw it, and okay, I, I don't want to bring a twenty thirteen and that playoff game against the Colts because because Houston got hurt. Like people, Brandon Flowers got hurt. But people are just driving. I'm not, I'm not gonna bring that up. But like last year against the Titans, yes, the offense stalled in the second mm-hmm. half, but they got you twenty-one first half point. You're up twenty-one to three at halftime, and the defense being as soft as they were, couldn't tackle. It's the same thing we're seeing this year is why they lost that game, and mm-hmm. he. He didn't address the defense, and like in a draft, he went he went all defense. Yes, but it's one of like you can't even notice it. Yeah, 
I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't got Hitchens. I will give him credit for this. He identified linebacker DJ was pretty much done, and he needed to get a guy, a sure tackler, that would make plays in a running game. And he did that, and I can't knock him for the Hitchens signing because Hitchens ain't missed a tackle. He was really good in the run. Uh, he's all right in the pass, but everything we saw to Hitchens in Dallas, we're not getting here. Like he, it, like he, I got, I don't know, but today it made me a little excited. Even last night because. <laughs> I finally heard on the radio people asking, you know, experts about, well, what about Patrick Peterson? And that makes my little heart warm up because, you know, that was that was my brainchild. You know, that was that was my idea. So it makes me feel good. And uh-huh. you know, we we've discussed it at length and I don't want to spend too much time on it again, but I'll just kind of go back over it. This team... Let me just go back real quick. Monday was the most impressed I've been with Patrick Mahomes because his line wasn't really shit. He was on the run constantly and he was still making plays, which tells me that this kid is mentally tough and can adapt and is going to make plays regardless. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is this defense one player away from being great? No, but you don't need it to be great. But you need it to be better than what it is right now. Uh-huh. And you getting a guy that you would have control over for the next two years, on top of the rest of this year, that is a all pro, probably a Hall of Famer at some point. You go get him. Like Steven Nelson has played really good the last couple weeks. You know, he got cooked week one, but he has looked great the last three games. You know, um, Fuller didn't have his best game on Monday, but I think we all can agree he's still going to be a really good cornerback. Mr. Scandrick, on the other hand, he is what he is. Mm. And mm. and you're telling me that if you have an opportunity to replace him with a future Hall of Fame cornerback, you're not going to do it, especially with you being so close. Like, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but this Sunday's game against the Jaguars, to me, is the most important game of the season because it lets us know. If we go into the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> we going to the Super Bowl. If, Hell y'all. And for me, honestly, they could they could win Sunday against the Jaguars and lose to New England, and I still think they're the best team in football. Yes. Or at least the AFC. It's it's it, it's hard for me to say football because the Rams offense is <laughs> is neck and neck with us, but their defense is way better from a talent standpoint than ours. So. Rams 1A, Chiefs 1B, you know, but 
okay. the addition of Patrick Peterson, and when Eric Berry comes back, because like we said, it's one of the pain management things, and there's no point in getting him back right now. If you could wait, fuck, if you go into week 12, and that gets him five games to get back in football shape and get ready for, for a playoff run, you're telling me a defense that has Patrick Peterson and Eric Berry thrown to that defense, that defense instantly goes from bottom three to probably top 15. Like I said, it's not going to be elite uh, unless the linebackers improve. I'm sorry, the middle linebackers improve because against Houston is still really good against the run. He's, him and Ford look really good at pass rushing, but Raglan and Hitchens have got to step at the suck up in the running game. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's that simple. But you have an opportunity to go for broke, and you need to do it. So. I don't even know how to initiate the conversation with the Cardinals to be like, hey, Pat, uh, Patrick Peterson is not going anywhere on your team. Let me get him. I, I mean, why? I mean, I guess my thing is why – like, like, why can't that just be the? I mean, I know there is a nicer, <laughs> more professional way at least to say that. But it's, look, hey, you guys are in an obvious rebuild situation. Here is some draft capital that's going to help you improve quicker. You know, and you don't have to worry about him torturing you guys, except from. Well, shit. Uh, do we play them this year? Yeah. Oh. I think we play them this year, don't we? We do. Yeah, so so if they make the trade with him, you want to see him one time, and you won't see you won't mm-hmm. see him again. So you don't have to worry about him harming you. You get something out of it. You get something, you get something out of like hold on, because uh, I ran a poll this morning, so I've got 196 votes in. I said, what would you give up for Patrick Peterson? 21% said a first round pick. 8% said two first round picks. 63% said a second, and the other 8% just said other. And I'm not going to go through the comments of what they said, but, you know, it's kind of all over the board. But I'm going to vote. I would give them a second. And uh, shit, real shit, I'd give them both seconds. And that's just me, though. Like, I would give them both seconds. But, hey. To be honest, I'd give them a first and a third and a third if they wanted it. I'm only, but that's just yeah. me. I mean, well, you're not the only one because I mean, there's eight percent of people that thought that answer that said they'd give up two first, and then oh, I mean, the way I and I understand the thinking because our expectations is that we won't be picking anywhere near the bottom. I mean, near the top of the draft for the foreseeable future, anyway. So if things are going according to plan, you're essentially trading two high second round picks. Which, you know, hey. But I do think you're gonna they are gonna have to come off of more than what they would have Earl Thomas just because the man is signed for two more two more years after the season. So mm-hmm. I think it's gonna cost them at least two seconds. Um somebody had suggested like a second, and I think a second, a fourth, of Chris Conley. And I'm just like, I just cannot bring myself to part with Chris Conley. I, I, yeah. 
he's he's not the man. You know, he's not, he's not Tyreek or Sammy Watkins. But I look at him at this point like over-reliable. You know, he's the most experienced yeah. wide receiver in the system. And, I mean, he even though he struggles getting separation with guys, you know, like we saw a couple times in the game on Monday when Patrick needed to play, his safety blanket was Chris Conley. I don't fuck with, you know, the offense at all. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come off a single player on offense. I mean, defensively, you're not going to want to give up anybody because the guys you want to keep, you're not going to give up, <laughs> you know. Right. So, I mean, it's something to think about. I'm, uh, I think it was Arrowhead Attic or somebody had posted some safeties and was like Landon Collins and Quentin Dix from Green Bay and a couple other guys. Um, I've seen a lot of people clamoring for Landon Collins. I think that I would be fine with that trade. I mean, honestly, I would, as he's young, he stays healthy. I feel like we got to say something to the Giants now, but because clearly they ain't making the playoffs. So since they're in their rebuild situation, let's call up the Giants right now and be like, "Hey, we will give you a second, I guess." Yeah, and I mean, you bring up, I mean, you bring up a good point because eventually they are gonna, the Giants are gonna have to go get a quarterback. Like, like they're gonna have to, because I mean. This is why they're thinking about what they did with Davis Webb. It wasn't smart because clearly they believed in Davis Webb and he was supposed to sit behind Eli and at least maybe a year or two, but then they traded him. So now they're back at square one and clearly they're going to have to rely on Eli another year. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't see that working out too well. I mean, you know, <laughs> this isn't this isn't a Giants podcast, but it's not, but it's, yeah. it's, but it's, I know how talented Saquon Barkley is, but in, mm-hmm. in this day and age in the NFL, why are you taking running backs number two overall? Like, they had Darnold there, they had Rosen there, like, but why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, like, that, that wouldn't bother me, especially because they still don't credit Davis Webb, like you said, who, I kind of liked out of Cal last year because, you know, I didn't think that Mahomes was going to fall and I didn't think we were going to trade up for him. But, you know, that's sad and I'm happy with where we're at right now. Um, I do want to point out a couple of things going back to the game. Let me get a little sidetracked there. Um, mm-hmm. The offensive line has to play better. They were okay in, in the running game. But there was for the seven or eight penalties on the offense, and I think six or seven of them were on the offensive line. Like that was not a rough game. The pocket was collapsing a lot. Like I said, just shout out to Patrick Mahomes for making shit happen. You know that was hey. Um, and just like I hate picking on the guy, but. At this point, it's just really frustrating. Eric Fisher had a really oh. had a really bad game, in my opinion. Now I haven't looked at no pro football focused numbers or none of that shit. And like I said, I'm not a professional analyst, but just off the eye test, Bradley Chubb was 
making that man feel like he had a rough fucking game. Pay for it. Like, yeah. And that is Mahomes' blind side. You know, he has – this is his sixth year. You were the number one overall pick. You were a $64 million left tackle. And it's that's why I fucking hate John Dorsey to this day. Is moves like that, just like Eric Fisher's not as, and he's not an elite left tackle. So why is he getting paid as such? He's an average or above average left tackle, but he has to step the fuck up, especially with the team coming in this weekend. I mean, the whole line as a whole does. I mean, shout out Mitch, Mitch Schwartz because. Ron Miller ain't touched Mahomes again in the pocket. Another sackless game for Von Miller because of Mitch Morse. I mean, Mitch, Mitch, Mitchell Schwartz. So, good shit there. Um, oh, really quick. Let's give, a, let's give a shout out to your boy, Eric Murray, for that incredible interception. Look, I was, I was like, was that Eric? Eric Murray? I was like, oh my goodness. Unfortunately, they couldn't do nothing with that, but I was just, I was flabbergasted that it was Eric Murray, because remember last week, me and you, we killed him. We was like, we never want to see him on the field ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And he was like, eat dirt, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it, was, it was so incredible, because like that's what you want to see when, from a defensive back, when they are getting beat. Like, he, like, he wasn't in a position to play the ball. He played the receiver's eyes and just took that bitch from him. Like, mm-hmm. if you could show a video on what to do when you've been beaten, like, that's that was perfect. Like, as many bad plays as he had, that was excellent. And, Eric Murray, I will give you credit. I still don't think you're a very good safety, but you made a play when you needed to. And that was incredible. So I will give you props for that. Um, where, where was where was my next step? Oh yeah, so I, you know, of course, got killed, got absolutely killed, because, you know, Earl Thomas broke his leg the same day. You know, I say he'll be a chief by Wednesday, and he breaks his leg like seven hours later. So, I got killed for that, and 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 make sure, listen, listeners, make sure y'all continue because Cam jinxed us. Clearly, he has bad luck. I want him to say nothing else about us getting any more players. Yeah, I, yeah. So, hey, and that's why I'm just happy. Other people are now talking about Patrick Peterson, so I can. Don't get me wrong. I am going to reap in the credit. If that trade happens, you best believe I'm gonna be on Twitter, and I'm gonna let every motherfucker know. I'm gonna retweet the shit out of my post. I'm gonna screenshot that bitch and tweet that shit out. Like, hey, I sitting there on the floor watching a football game, just randomly thinking about this defense. But hmm, I'm gonna take my credit for that shit. But anyway, the, the real point I was trying to make is that you know I called the D. De- I said a defense. The pass rush is going to show up, and they're going to get five sacks. I was close. They got four. They, mm-hmm. you know, got one from Armani Watts. Shout out to him. Got his first career sack. 
Houston got a sack. Houston should have had probably a couple more, but, you know, Bowles, the left tackle, was just tackling him. Um, D Ford had another great game. Uh, I think he got hurt again, though. It's like, man. Yeah. Like, oh, like, D Ford, man. Like, he shows flashes, but he just is so inconsistent and just can't stay. Shout out to me and Jamie who said, that even though D Ford is playing an an amazing like he's playing decent, we'd still let him go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'd still be like, all right. I mean, because because we've had we've had five years of seeing like we know what he is. He's a he's a streaky, hot or cold player. More more cool than cold, and more cool than warm, or even hot, and he can't stay healthy. So, like, you cannot pay B Ford a long term deal. Mm. Like, you just can't. Like, Therese Paler has said multiple times, the contract season is undefeated. So, I expected him, if he stayed healthy, to have a pretty good season, especially by what our standards are for him. Like, you, mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue he's been the best offensive player on his team, which, I mean, Considering where the defense is uh, statistically, it's not saying a whole bunch for, you know, the outside person looking in. But for us, the scene before him being the best player on the field defensively for the Chiefs is impressive. Um, but it is what it is. I, uh, I know him and Sammy both practice today, which is huge because they're going to mm-hmm. need both to go up against the Jaguars. Um, but. At least the Jags, um, what was their, their number one runner? Oh, Fournette. Yeah, Fournette and, that, Fournette and that damn hamstring. So, you know, you know, whatever. And what it, I want all smoke from Jalen Ramsey. All smoke. Because when Tyreek smoked that ass, I want mm. all smoke. I'm gonna be adding Jalen Ramsey until he blocks me. Okay. Yeah. All the smoke. Oh yeah. Like, can you just picture with me, Tyrese just putting a double move on him and beat him for like eighty yard touchdown and just chucking out chucking out the deuces at his ass. Oh my goodness. Mm, 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 mm. I can see it now, and. That's that may be the best matchup of the season, like 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 yep. for a, like wide receiver cornerback. That's gonna be the best matchup of the season, and I cannot until Tyreek versus Marcus Peters. That is also correct. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that for a second. Forgot about that for a second. But it's gonna be so fun, and I cannot wait. Um, but we'll cover that in the next couple of days for the preview of the Jaguars game. So we're going to start wrapping it up here. Uh, any parting thoughts for you on the game? Um, I still will not apologize to anyone about my comments for for Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think I'm Gucci. Okay. I got a couple things just, just to point out. Patrick Mahomes showed us that he ain't just a pretty boy making all the flashy plays. When he needs to get in a street fight 
and get hit, he can get hit, and he's still going to make plays. And that is so impressive. We were worried if this team, if they needed to be able to slow down and run the ball and kill clock, could they do that? They had 35 minutes of time, uh, of time of possession in this game. So they can play the Alex Smith game and they can play the Patrick Mahomes flashy game. So mm-hmm. uh, first true, like I know he played in Denver last season in a game that didn't matter for them or us really, but this is his first hostile environment that he's played on the road and he came back from 10 down. Let his team 14 unanswered points come behind Rachel on Monday Night Football against a division arch rival. Like, that cannot be understated. So, the kid's got big fucking balls. Big Dick Pat has big fucking balls. And I am so proud. <laughs> that is all I've got. Shout out to June and Casey Smitty, our Korean brothers. Smitty, I'm going to call you Korean because you're living over there. But, like, <laughs> You two are always the first two, because <laughs> you, right. you guys are awake when this stuff gets recorded at 10, 11 o'clock over here. So, hey, shout out to both of y'all. Love y'all. She's kingdom. Oh, and shout out to June, because he makes literally every single gift for anything, like anything regarding anything in the game. Listen, if we need a GIF, it's right there. Mm-hmm. He puts the entire game in GIFs. The Korean GIF King, June, my brother. Shout out to you. Other than that, Kev, I think I'm good. We're going to come back again with another episode with the Jags preview. Give us our, our score predictions and everything. Everybody, get let's get hype. Tomorrow's my Friday, so I'm gonna call it Red Thursday and Friday. Oh, well, that must be fucking nice because my because my my Friday <laughs> is Saturday because I work Tuesday through Saturday because I was not gonna be working on Sunday during football season. But it is what it is. She's kingdom. <laughs> I love you and good night. Katie, take us out. If you want to win here, better play hard. Never disrespect Kelsey Hill for your card. She told me I was like the cheese, I got the best D. So now she called me every Sunday, every damn week. Every day I wake up, I'm a chief. When I walk out the door, I'm a chief. White, yellow, red hat like a chief. If I had a long day, I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Ask me who I'm going for, who you think? What you tell them? Hey, hey, every day I'm a chief. Let's go. Man, I be changing my emotions like every week. Like if we don't win this game against this team, man, we weak. I be so mad, I want to pull my hair out. If another ref pull another flag out, I be like Tennessee. Next game done. Tampa Bay. Next game done. Oakland. Next game done. Pittsburgh. Next game done. Every day I wake up, I'm a chief. When I walk out the door, I'm a chief. White, yellow, red hat like a chief. If I had a long day, I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, hey, every day I'm a chief.
I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Ask me who I'm going for. Who you think? What you tell them? Hey, hey, every day I'm a chief. Baby, please leave me long when the chief's on. When your girl on your nerves, then you gotta tell her. Baby, please leave me long when the chief's on. When your man on your nerves, then you gotta tell him. Baby, please leave me long when the chief's on. When your kids on your nerves, then you gotta tell him. Baby, please leave me long when the chief's on.